So, Michelle. So. Right. There's a lot of activity going on in the world at the moment. Have you noticed that? Uh, I can't imagine what you're talking about. Oh, well, you know, uh, despite the rain. Uh, uh, yeah. There's been a lot of stuff going on in this little place called Europe. Okay. Yeah. Interestingly enough, Prince William. I was going to... Oh, I'm going to bring that up. You're going to bring that up? It's hilarious. Yeah, this is the funniest thing ever. Yeah. Oh, Europe, we, we don't do war here. Um, The Buckingham Palace was bombed, like, while your grandmother was yeah. there. Like well, While she was driving trucks yeah. to carry troops. Sorry. Yeah. Your name would be Saxe-Coburg if it wasn't for war, buddy. <laughs> um, yeah, so look, the Ukraine is still burbling along. Yes. And funnily enough, there's a few things from our episode last week that have reared their ugly heads this week again. Well, let's touch into that and yeah. also tap into another thing you want to talk about. I really want to talk about this thing, and it reflects on the Ukraine. Mm. It reflects on pretty much what's going on everywhere in the world at the moment. It's called the Grey Zone. Yeah, it doesn't mean you get your hair stiffed and it's not my beard. Okay. It's all about warfare. Oh my God, let's go into the Grey Zone. <laughs> Do it. You're listening to I Spied, the grey zone of Australian intelligence. No, it wasn't us. We didn't do that. No. Wait, no, I didn't say that. No. No. We don't have a podcast. Look, I'm just going to go over here and open this door. I know it says authorised personnel only, but no, it wasn't me. I didn't open it. I just saw you, though. Shh. Hello and welcome to I Spy. My name's Michelle Stevenson. I'm here with David Callan, and we're going to talk warfare, particularly the grey zone. Say it again. Do it in the voice. Grey zone. <laughs> I actually like that. Yeah, it's good. Um, but before we do get into it, I do want to touch on what we were talking about last step. Yeah. And we we're talking about foreign fighters. Mm. And what was interesting was this week it was revealed that a small number of British soldiers have actually disobeyed orders and have travelled to Ukraine to fight. The British Army confirmed that. So they've they gone AWOL. They've gone AWOL. Have they gone AWOL or have they re- retired or resigned? No, they're actual legitimate in the current army serving and they've gone AWOL to fight in the in the Ooh, war. Ooh, that's not good for them. Basically, the army was like, we're actively and strongly encouraging them to return to the UK yep. because all service personnel are banned from travelling to Ukraine until yep. further notice. Well, that kind of means that when they get back, they're, they're going into the stockade. Yep. At best, yep. they're going to be dishonourably discharged yep. and they could lose their pension and all that sort of stuff. But, you know, this is the thing that's interesting because as we spoke about last week, the fact that what is the legal ramification? Yeah, absolutely. Well, a lawyer actually sat down and looked, went through the Australian yep. legislation and went, unless you're a Ukrainian citizen or you have a Ukrainian citizenship or they have formed an adjunct to their military structure, their defence yep. forces, that is a recognised foreign legion, you can't go and do it. No. And what what's interesting is they're saying that they, they may be fighting against the law, what they're doing could lead to prosecution, yep. but they're definitely saying the Ministry of Defence in the UK said they would face disciplinary consequences. Yeah, well, that's going to happen. I mean, you can't just up and leave. But this is really fascinating to me because this is probably the first time that I know of that I've seen this happen. Like actual serving members of a defence force going AWOL to serve in another army. To go off and fight another war. Yeah. I mean, there was also rumour that the Proud Boys were going over to the Ukraine to fight for Mm. the US. Uh, That's been debunked. But the big thing was, the first question was, which side are they going to fight on? Yeah. Because there's this real sort of groundswell of support through the right wing for Putin. Which is so odd because he is invading Ukraine on the premise that he is releasing them from the neo-Nazis. Yeah. Which the Proud Boys are neo-Nazis, so I'm really confused. Yeah, well, you know what? There's an entire (laughs) episode in what we like to call 
disinformation and misinformation. Misinformation. Now, Very interesting. Let us do this, but not yeah. today. Because no. today we're going into the grey zone. I love that. Yeah, as everyone can tell, I've spent yep. a lot of time in my blanket fort lately. Right. Now, the whole thing with grey zone warfare yes. is really simple. It's deniable. It used to be called political warfare, but it's become the grey zone. It's been termed the grey zone because it sits between military conflict yep. and diplomacy. Okay. It's it's a way of pushing the boundaries of your military adventurism without actually getting too military. Yeah, because when you suggested that we talk about this, to be honest, I was like, blah, 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 David said something. <laughs> <laughs> I was like- oh, so pretty much a normal day. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I don't know what he's talking about. Like most things, I have kind of a grasp of the concept. This one, to me, I couldn't grasp it. Right, the whole concept. Well, that's the point. Yeah, don't want you to be able to because it's the grey zone. If you're in the grey zone, you're not meant to know what's going on in the grey zone. As my beard likes to say, you have no idea what's going on your mouth because this is the grey zone. So is this like Inception? It's like a thing within a thing, and you don't know what's real. Kind of. Okay. That's actually a really good way of looking at it. You know, uh, only you don't get the loud music and the slow motion, zero gravity fighting. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but a great example is what China is doing to Japan and Taiwan. Right. So every day, gaslighting them. Well, <laughs> beyond gas, beyond gaslighting, it's a really clever trick. Mm. What they're doing is they're sending fighter jets. Yep. Into their airspace. Yep. Like they go, right, send 30 planes up mm. and just fire them over Taiwan. Just fly them over yep. Taiwan, right? What's Taiwan going to do? Oh, my God, there's 30 planes. Quick, get up there. And they send their planes up, all right? And then they go, oh, it's just the Chinese being dickheads mm. again. They're flying over. What happens is they're doing it to Japan as well. They're testing airspace. Now, what Japan has done is they go, we can't keep sending planes up. We yep. don't have the fuel. We don't have the planes. We don't have the men. Yep. We don't have the time. We don't have the money. This is costing us a lot of money for a lot of crap. Yeah. Right? So what the Chinese are doing is they're wearing them down for preparation. This really sounds like gaslighting to me. It is, but it's <laughs> gaslighting with fighter jets. I know. It's crazy. Now, there was a book that came out early in, it was around about 1999, 2000. It was called Total War 2006. And it was a strategist who went, this is mm. what could happen. Yep. And it was a lot about the Russians moving into Eastern Europe. Yeah, you're only 16 years late. But anyway, the whole idea was they were going to move through Belarus, Lithuania, into yep. Ukraine. and But there was another thing talking about how Iran would start goading, using grey war techniques against Iran. Mm. And one of the things was they would start firing missiles at Iran. Right. Yep. Uh, but the missiles would always overfly Tel Aviv. And so they'd go until the point where Tel Aviv goes, well, what's the point? We, these guys are never going to hit us. They're just doing it to intimidate us until they sent a missile over that had a nuclear warhead that then airburst above Tel Aviv, destroying Tel Aviv. Oh. Because they went, it's not going to land on Tel Aviv, so we're not going to worry about it. Funnily enough, that was a theoretical look at the start of grey warfare. Right. And it's happening everywhere. So the thing with grey warfare is yep. it's all about deniability. Right, so the Chinese send those planes over and every time the Japanese go, oh, our airspace, oh, yeah, sorry, guys, sorry about that. Oh, sorry, turned left when I should have turned Well, but, but this is also what Putin is doing, like in terms of saying he's opened those corridors to get civilians out and then they bomb civilians and he's like, oh, I don't know what happened. Oh. I told them not to, well, there but was they the- did it anyway. Salty sent me a, an article via our Twitter feed. At Right, so he sent us a, a, an article and it was basically about how, I can't remember her name, Matina Bursa or something. She was the Russian spy that had infiltrated the NRA mm. right, and the Republican party. She actually has just put out a statement going, there is no way that Russia would bomb Ukrainians. It is Ukrainians bombing Ukrainians. Like, shut up. You're an 
an idiot. No, but we know that we know that they think like that because Russians bombed themselves. Well, yes, that, Pu- yeah. Putin did that as a justification for to going go to, to war. Chechnya yeah, and to Georgia and those yeah. ones. Right. So there's that. There's there's that whole idea of setting this up. But the other thing is using non-government assets. So the whole strategy is we use every resource available. And we talked about this when we did the story about the Russian fleet mm. having their exercise off. Yes. Off. Ireland. Ireland. There Ireland. you go. I've got to put another accent in there. Yes. Right. The Chinese are using their maritime fishing fleet to harass ships. Right. So they get their fishing fleet in amongst the American ships or the Australian ships or whatever ships are in the South China Sea. And in that way, one, it intimidates those ships. They don't want to knock over a, a fishing mm. vessel. But they also don't want a fishing vessel near them because that fishing vessel could be loaded with spy equipment that's monitoring their transmissions. So they've got to keep away. So it's this way. Grey zone warfare is this really interesting way of- It's like pushing the line but without crossing it. Bingo. That's exactly it. It's all about pushing the line. Now, how do you combat this? You can't. Well, that's the problem. You You can't. All you can do is try to use diplomatic channels to change it. Now, a really interesting version of this came up. It was a couple of weeks ago, I think it was, when an Australian surveillance plane buzzed a Chinese naval vessel Mm. going through the Torres Strait, Mm. right? And that Chinese vessel went, we're going to laser you. So they just fired a laser at that plane. Now, the thing about that is that could be a targeting laser. And, of course, there's the old thing, the old industrial laser thing. Do you ever hear about that? Kids no. buying green lasers and oh, then yes. lasing planes. Yes. You get a pilot in the eyes, he's not going to be able to see. Makes it a little difficult to land no, your plane. I mean, most pilots don't fly planes anymore. No, they don't. The really. planes fly the planes. Yeah, it's, they're just PlayStations yes. with wings. Yes. Um, so the whole thing is this was a moment where and the Australian government quite literally and quite rightly got up and jumped up and down and went, oi, don't do that again. Now, I spoke to a friend in the Navy and said, well, don't we do that to them? And he just like went, no, we do not. No, 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 no. no. That is- that could it's an be act regarded, of aggression. Well, it's an act of aggression. It could be looked at as an act of war, yep. right? So that is them going just past the grey zone. But also in doing that, they're testing our resolve, right? Yeah. The whole idea is to find out where the boundary is and then push hard against it to push the boundary back, right? So the grey zone, it's a frustrating thing. It's a, mm. it's a, The fascinating thing about this tactic is it didn't really exist before. We didn't really need to do it because we declare war. Yeah, so you just go to war. You go to war. But now we don't want to go to war because you know, that's it's expensive. Well, war's really expensive. Well, have you seen the price of petrol lately? I know. And also, oh. have you seen like the ruble? Holy shit. Yeah, I would not want to be living in Russia right <laughs> no, now. It's like worth one US cent. cent. You're looking at a situation in Russia where it's going to be like it's the Wehrmacht worthless. where you're walking down the yeah. street with a wheelbarrow full of cash to yeah. buy a loaf of bread. Yeah. Right. So this is the thing that's going on. We've got this really, really, really amorphous kind of warfare going on and everyone is doing it. Well- Everyone that we would regard as a target nation seems to be doing it. And it also works with proxy warfare. Mm. So in the case of Iran, Iran have their proxies in Abu Nadal, in Al-Fatah, and in the Hezbollah. They've got these different terrorist organizations that work as proxies. And a a really interesting moment of grey zone warfare, and it, it goes to the Lockerbie bombing. Yeah. So the Lockerbie bombing, if you don't know it, and I was I was lucky enough I got to read the actual forensic report and it's a fascinating Yeah, story. I mean I think we touched on the Lockerbie bombing, yeah, didn't yeah. we? The Lockerbie bombing was an operation that was run by the Libyans on behalf of the Iranians 
to attack the Americans. Wow. And okay. That is Inception. Yeah, it is Inception. It's, you know, it's wheels within wheels within yeah. wheels. So the whole thing was the Americans shot down, I think it was the USS Vincennes, shot down an Iranian airliner thinking it was a, an Iranian military plane. They yep. shot it down. They killed everybody on it. They, of course, apologised profusely. There were well, you would think you think they might apologise. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> it's the least you could do. <laughs> sorry, bro. You know, you, you shouldn't have been flying there, huh? Yeah. Now, there was also, there have been arguments. This has happened a number of times in different countries. There was a Russian plane shot down, I think, or a Japanese plane shot down by the Russians. Not really sure. Just above Japan. Now, the Russians then claimed that, well, the plane had spy cameras in the night. And, you know, the Americans might have claimed that about the Iranian plane, but they didn't. They basically said, our bad. It's the same as the Malaysian Airlines flight. Well, the Malaysian Airlines flight, which, again, the Russians are saying, had nothing to do with us. It must have been someone with a stinger. But we know that it was them. Guys, we know. Thank you, open source intelligence. Now, the whole thing with that one was Iran wanted, they wanted revenge. Right, but they didn't want to get their hands dirty, so they turned around to the Libyans, and the Libyans went, yeah, you know, Muammar Gaddafi, yeah, why not? Gee, do I get laid afterwards? Which is, that was Muammar's mm. basic, that was his entire Preferred. raison d'etre. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, again, I think I've told the story, but if you haven't heard it, or you've, you can always go back, but the way they determined it was the Libyans was brilliant, going back to a piece of cloth inside yeah. the bomb area that was traced back to a tailor in Cyprus. Which is just insane. Yeah, but that, again, that's where the genius of a good intelligence service, a really, really hardcore intelligence mm. service will save you or at least will start to open up, shine a bit of light into that grey zone because it's the, it's called the grey zone very simply because it's not black as in, you know, it's not a black hat situation that, that it is total war and it is not a white hat situation that it is total diplomacy and politics. Mm. It's grey for a reason, right to the point where they also used organised crime. Right. Right. Well, now, I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. Now, the, interestingly enough, there's been a lot of sort of stuff coming out in Australian history how organised crime was being used by intelligence services uh, not necessarily Australian intelligence services. Mm. In fact, there's not a lot of evidence that there were Australian intelligence services involved, but certainly maybe a certain American intelligence service that right. has the letters A, I, and C in it um, <laughs> was involved in a thing called the Nugent Hand Bank. Have you ever heard of that? No. Right, Nugent Hand Bank was this bank that you could get, you could get a bank loan of like 20 million bucks at 3%. Oh. Like ridiculous, ridiculously low interest. But funnily enough, the the head of the Nugent Hand Bank, I think his name was Nugent, he was found dead in his car out in Western Sydney with a bullet through his head mm-hmm. and the a director of the CIA's business card in his breast pocket. Ooh. Right. Now, Nugent Hand turned out to be a money laundering exercise, a huge money laundering exercise, which plays into something, again, that we need to talk about, thanks to our, our good friend on Twitter. A Gladio guy, Operation Gladio, which is this incredible conspiracy theory about how the CIA basically runs the drug world. I, I love a good conspiracy theory. It, it even includes a dead pope. Great. Now that sounds like a good story. That's a really good yeah. story. And the thing is, the more I get into it, the, the deeper this hole goes. So we'll, we'll tackle that at a we'll future. We'll tackle episode. that at a future. When, when you know the world calms down just slightly. Yeah, when there's not so much war going on in Europe, which. Kel Supreme, war in Europe. I know. I mean, usually it's those brown countries. It's, yeah, you know, Thanks, Prince yeah, William. Yeah. Africa and Asia, they, they like to fight, but not us. Because <laughs> that's what it kind of sounded like. Oh, definitely. It's usually the brown countries. I can't believe it's happening to the white countries. It wasn't a kind of sound like no. it was an exactly sounded like. Oh. It's like, oh, you really do take after your father, don't you? But he's or also, your he also served in the, like, he was an 
in the army. Like, I don't understand how he didn't know this. Well, yeah, I mean, the Falklands. But then again, they were fighting people down in Argentina, so that's... That. No, actually, that wasn't him. That was his uncle. That was mm. Andrew who went down there. But then again, his brother did serve in Afghanistan. But uh, again, that's another sort of part of the grey zone where they're saying, oh, no, 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 we don't have war here. Yes, you do, right? And in fact, you encourage war. There's a lot of wars going on that is – it's a proxy war. I mean, Vietnam was a great example of a proxy war yep. in that the Russians are able to go, well, let's see how we go against the Americans and the Chinese also, you know, how are we going to go against the Americans in a jungle situation, right? Whereas you look at Iraq, the original Iraq war, that was literally the Americans versus the Russians on a basically tan billiard table. And it was like – because that was a lot of Russian material being used by the Iraqis and American material used on the other side. It was like – well, let's see who wins. So the grey zone, when we look at it in terms of what's going on right now, yeah. Putin it doesn't really have any grey area, surely. surely he's, he's gone beyond the grey now. Yeah, surely he's like in the black and He's white. in the black. There yeah. is no white. There is absolutely no white. If you get out the Pantone check, it is the monochrome black. But what about this whole talk of nuclear warfare? Ah, now that's, that, that comes down to – that to me is sabre-rattling. Yeah. Right? That's, that is brinkmanship, which is grey zone sort yeah. of stuff. But it's brinkmanship that a lot of people are going, really, dude, that's, that's, you don't get that saber out. And then Zelensky's like, no, you wouldn't. And I'm like, should we be saying that too? Yeah, well, that's a good point. <laughs> I mean, at the moment, and now we start flying into, again, grey zone encompasses, it's so amorphous, yeah. it's so strange, and it's so difficult to determine that, you know, misinformation, disinformation, cyber warfare, it all flows into the grey zone. Yeah, well, I would imagine that the cyber warfare plays heavily in this kind of idea of the grey zone because that's where mm. that's where boundaries are really being pushed. I mean, we've seen, you know, the Russians were heavily involved on a cyber scale with the US elections. Yeah. Right. And, so, and that's them going, oh, no. That was, what? No, no, no. We don't know what you're talking what? about. Seriously? Uh, just, what? We've just got a few million people who like Facebook. Yeah, it has nothing to do with us. We just drink vodka and eat borscht. Right. So, <laughs> borscht is Polish, I think. I'm not sure. Um, okay. Whatever. <laughs> uh, it's sturgeon and gum. Yeah. So the whole thing with grey zone, for Australia, it is definitely something we want to look at yeah. because China is flexing its muscles, right? Yes. It is the preeminent power. I'm really sorry, America. They're just the preeminent Well, I feel like China keeps dipping their toe in things and then pulling it back and just testing the waters all around. And there's a lot of conversations Mm. around why they wanted Russia to invade Ukraine so they could go into Taiwan. Like there's there's a lot of mind games happening with the Chinese. But that's how the Chinese play and that's why they are really kind of like the masters at the grey zone game because, A, they've got time on their hands. The classic idea of, you know, we think our politicians think uh, Four the, years. Well, they think the 24-hour news cycle, yeah. really, where the Chinese think generational. Oh, yeah, hundreds of years. Like, they think, you know, the, the classic, I don't know I've said it before, but the foreign minister of China being asked, what do you think of the French Revolution? And he said, too early to tell. Yeah, but also I think that has a lot to do with the fact that, you know, it's a dictatorship. Like, well, yeah, you can't it's... really get voted out. So they're not. there is no stress or concern about doing things to placate your voting public. Well, the other thing about the voting public is the voting public don't. No. And again, yeah. this comes to the disinformation, misinformation thing. Like Russia, there was Four Corners recently, they were covering yeah. Russia and they were talking to people and, you know, what do you think about the invasion of Ukraine? They don't it's know like, about it. What? No, 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 no. We're not doing that. We're just getting rid of a, yeah. a Nazi government. I know. 
run but by a Jewish president. That's because it's a real black hole of information. Yeah. Like they've literally like stopped them having access to anything and then they just get served whatever yeah. they want. But what we're seeing is the cracks are starting to show. In He's that. losing that war. Yeah. He is losing that side of the war. But when you look at China, China's attitude is – we can wait you out. Yeah, right. and they are. And we're going to push the boundary. We're going to keep pushing forward. We're going to keep building our little islands in the South China Sea because, I'm sorry, no one's going to stop us. No. I love how they're building land. They're building, yeah. They're, they're like building land. They're building land that's then going to get swamped by climate change. What are you going to do? Yeah. But on top of that, you look at what is going on in Russia mm. and Zelensky turning around going, we need a no-fly zone. And NATO's just gone, no. It's not going to happen. And it is not going to happen because it means at some point a NATO plane is going to fire on a Russian plane and that's the end of the game, right? That could escalate very quickly into a nuclear Yeah, and I think, I think NATO is basically playing a lot of this in the grey zone because they- Almost definitely. But yeah, because they can't be seen to be reacting because once NATO gets heavily involved, then we're all screwed. Well, NATO's doing the right thing. NATO yeah. is just going, right, let's just line yeah. every NATO, let's just put all of our troops in every NATO country that borders on the Ukraine in that area and we'll just wait. Yep. Right. And essentially it will take Putin crossing the border from Ukraine or from any of his sponsored states going in there and – it will be him that starts it. It yep. won't be NATO. And that's why the whole idea of Zelensky going, give me a no-fly zone, it's not going to happen. So when we go into war, it's essentially uh, countries moving from the grey zone into the- We move into the black. The right. black. As soon as- Like grey zone is your way of testing the limits. Flexing. Flexing your muscles, yep. rattling your sabre. Yep. It's brinkmanship. Essentially, yep. uh, uh, We used to call it brinkmanship. We used to- call it uh, you know, sabre-rattling. Yeah. We call it the grey zone now because brinkmanship and sabre-rattling really means it's a government or an army or an armed force right, is doing yes. this. But by calling it the grey zone, it means we start to recognise that it's civil and it's private influence yes. as well. They're using private companies to influence things. I mean, you know, Landbridge is the company that – the Chinese company that runs Port of Darwin. But it has very strong ties to the Chinese Communist Party, right? That's caused huge controversies in Australia. Who said it could happen? Blah, 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 blah. Whatever, all right? They own it for the next 99 years. They also have their hooks into Newcastle. Well, that's the fear with TikTok, right? Yeah. So that's why the US government wanted to ban TikTok because it's owned by the Chinese government, like it has ties to the Chinese government. Yep. And I know people in tech who basically they like TikTok, but they use they watch TikTok on a burner phone. Because they're worried about their data going to China. Yeah. See, and that's another part of the grey zone is that you can create something that mm. looks like a very innocuous and harmless app, so yes. like TikTok, but that can become a data farm. That can be something where you're, abs you're literally reaping in all this yeah. data on people. Now, interestingly with TikTok, despite the fact that, yeah, it has the implication that it is this tool that is being used by the Chinese, it's also an exceptionally effective tool in the Ukraine at the moment. There's a lot of stuff coming out on TikTok yes. Yes. that is – sort of shattering the disinformation. It's, yeah, look. well, it's the millennial version of Twitter, mm. basically. Twitter Twitter used to do the same thing. Yep. Now you'll find more younger people are on TikTok and they're making TikToks. Yeah, well, there was a, another thing that came out on TikTok recently, which was Scott Morrison holding a piece of coal in yes. Parliament and juxtaposed with flooding around the country. Yep. And again, it's that whole thing that something like TikTok mm. has this ability to affect political discourse, but who owns TikTok and do you want that political yes. discourse happening? That's the grey zone. Right. And that is 
the gray zone. But people don't realize that TikTok has all this power and who actually supports it. It's the same situation with Huawei. Yeah. And why we wouldn't let Huawei, you know, I think they were they had the contract to do to do 5G. Some, yeah, some 5G. They were going to set up 5G yes. and hello, you've now just given a, a company with strong ties to the Chinese Communist yep. Party. You've given that company access your, to, to your, your telecommunications infrastructure, yeah. which means they get everything. Yep. So the so takeaway from the gray zone yeah. Right. The takeaway from the grey zone is this, is it's governments basically hiding in plain sight. Yeah. They're testing boundaries. They're finding ways into your infrastructure, into your information stream, into your uh, basically your mindset mm. and in a way that you don't notice. Yeah. And going back to the whole Chinese thing of just flying over Taiwan, the point of that is, you know, we keep flying over, we keep flying over, we keep flying over until you just go, oh, they're just flying over. And as soon as you start thinking that oh, we're not going to worry about these guys, that's, the that's when they are struck. We drop the hammer. And that's when they go from grey to black. Grey to black. So there is that thing, you know, you've got your white, you can be diplomacying away. Yeah. It's a word, really. Diplomacying? Diplomacying. Okay. Diplomacying. Great. <laughs> you can be over here doing your diplomacy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can be over, you know, you can be in the middle, uh, over here yep. shooting your guns. Yep. In the middle, that's that's really the moment where, that's the moment to be worried, to be scared. The grey zone. Because the grey zone. Beware of the grey zone. I feel like we need to do this like a movie or something, right? Yeah. He was a grey zone that would kill and kill again. Um, so yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm I'm buying tickets to the movie. Yeah, buy the tickets to the movie. Come and see the grey zone. Actually, I believe there is a Danish show called the grey zone, but I don't think it has anything to do with this. Bottom if it's line, da- if it's Danish, it's all yeah, to do with death. <laughs> yeah, it's all to do with death and a bridge somewhere. Yeah. Bottom line. Yes. Grey zone is now the growth area of conflict. Yes. Because it's cyber. It has that one thing we all love. Plausible deniability. 100%. If you can turn around and say, oh, no, it wasn't me, or hey, it was not us, or you will not get in trouble. It's pushing the line without stepping over it. Exactly.